Welcome to the ACC Panic Room. Alongside Lauren Brownlow, I'm Joe Obias. We're at the Smith Center where Coach K rides out of here with a very memorable night that I'm sure a lot of North Carolina fans want to forget, but Duke fans ain't going to forget this one because it had it all. Blowout win. His grandson comes in to ice the game. And y'all said Coach K never plays his walk-ons. You just don't give him the chance very often. (laughs) How nice of Carolina to do that for Mike in his last game in the Dean Dome to give him the opportunity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to play his grandson in his final game of the Smith Center. Y'all said they weren't going to do anything nice for him. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? It's a very elaborate surprise. What's funny is I thought that the only thing that they were going to do for Coach K was to show a picture that they had taken. It was was Hubert Davis Davis and Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski and John Shire. It was supposed to represent the present, the past, the future. I I thought that was a really good gesture. Uh, but really, like the spiciest things that we really got out of this game were early when the Carolina students up in the uh, in the, yeah. in the in the upper levels were, were, I think they were chanting "Farewell K." They, you know, it was an F word that I can't repeat. Oh, but on it was this only broadcast. one syllable. So uh, yeah, I don't think right. it was farewell. I think it was another one. Yeah, but that's fine. Like I, honestly, I have zero problems with that. That's all kind of like the spiciness you want with this rivalry. The problem, although is... I don't want to hear from any of y'all about classiness on either side. Of it. Okay, uh, no one cares. Y'all might care. Cool. No one else cares. Stop. The problem, though, once we got past that initial spiciness, that's about it. Look, we knew that Duke had the matchup advantages yeah. in this game. They're the more talented team. And it, I, I it really was like a pick-your-poison situation. You know, Leaky, Leaky Black is only one defender. Uh, the decision to yeah. start on Mondo. Davis said he wished he could have split him up. Armando Baycott on Paolo Boncaro ended up kind of going the way that a lot of people thought it was going to go. Early foul trouble, which changed the nature of the game early on. Like, Although, like, wh- who do you want to get in foul trouble? Right. You know, That's you got to pick one of them. That's why I only said. Only one of them shoots threes. I'd probably make him the same choice. And, only, and one of them has, you know, not the best attitude towards defense. That's as kind as I can put it. I think he tries. He's just not gifted. Yeah. As much on that end of the court, Brady Manning, but he yeah. scores. He scored, and Armando's the better defender. Like mm-hmm. technically, what else are you gonna do? You know, I mean, I guess you could say put Manic on him because he's gonna get his anyway. But he didn't. But again, <laughs> it comes back to that simple premise: pick your poison. That's just how it is. That's the issue. You know, like that that happened in the second half. AJ Griffin, who has had his moments this season, and, and I guess that's kind of the thing about Duke. he's like a luxury. He really is. It's wild. It really is, and he's he's played great. I know on Twitter people talk about how his draft stock continues to go up. He's that kind of X factor player. Yes. That's similar to how 2015 was for Duke when they won the national championship. Where who was the luxury on that team? It was yeah. Justice Winslow. Kind of. I was getting well. Yeah. Yeah. Justice I guess he Winslow was. was like the third kind of glue guy. Yeah that A.J. Griffin seems to have occupied and he stepped up. But if he doesn't step up, there's other guys who can, whether it's Wendell Moore, who's the trusty veteran of this team. You see Mark Williams have big games. Obviously, Paolo Bancaro can have a quiet night. And I mean, then Duke still have Dominic. He for a night. half. And yeah. he, they, they never, like, I mean, it was just, there was no issue. Yeah. No issue. It was wild. And look, I mean, the Smith Center was rocking. Like, yeah. we, we made we, we made fun of the chance early on. And you know what? You know, Duke, I mean, was, up, Duke was up 20-some-odd points. Anytime Carolina would score... Maybe go 4, 4 0, 6 0, or whatever it was. The crowd was into it. Anytime Brady Manic scored. No, they tried. They, they were super into it. They, they were trying yeah. to will this group. And shout out to B Dot, who's done a really, really great job getting this crowd yes. like fired up and into it and all the things that you need to do. But 
all all of that doesn't mean squat if you just don't have it. And that's what I kind of got annoyed with at Duke early on in this game. They went to an early stall ball situation. I get it. It's tough to play with the lead. They were taking the air out of the ball, trying to run half-court sets. It didn't end with good offensive possessions, which right. then leads to Carolina getting down the court. The thing is, it wasn't like Duke was always set defensively. It wasn't like, I mean, there were some moments where they were getting mad at each other for leaving Duke straight up wide open. Yeah, leaving Brady Manic open that so long that he has time to literally set his feet and take, like, that's a choice. But as Sidney Lowe always told us, you've got to make shots. And there were some really bad shot attempts tonight for Carolina. And then we've seen this at a UNC before. Yeah. That leads to some, like, you know, they inward. They just, like, they get tight and they, the lemon booty happens. They've and they talked spiral. about this. They can't get themselves out of it, yeah. right? Like, it starts to go south. And instead of being, like, you know, and they had rallied some in recent games. Now, granted, it was against opponents that were significantly worse than, than Duke. Yeah. And, well, sure, it was great for Carolina to win games in a certain way and whatever this past week. At the same time, like, those were against Ken Palm, like, 100-ish kind of teams. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. I'm not saying that they don't mean anything. I'm just saying that it didn't mean that this game, and I made the mistake too. I actually thought, I thought they would win this year, and I thought that they would get this one. Well, well, about that. Look, I was wrong. I, you need Q1s. I get that. Carolina desperately needs Q1s. These Duke games were their opportunities to get that Q1. And if they just got one of them, they would find a reason to include them in the NCAA tournament and look past all those blowout wins. The okay. problem is, the problem is, without the Q1 wins and another blowout, it's getting increasingly difficult, even for my argument, that, I, and I know, if Jillio's watching this, I apologize, because we actually argued about this on Friday, and I know you're going to argue, gonna argue with, with me too. I understand. We're going to have eight losses. I understand. I understand how the NCAA process works, okay? However, I believe Like how things. it really works or how it's supposed to work? How it's supposed to work. And that's where I get to where I believe certain things with the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah. The first one is, depending on the team, as long as you don't have horrendous... They're breaking down the court again. As long as they don't have anything horrendous, it's okay. If you played good teams in your non-con as well, they love it. You know, Carolina having a neutral site game against Kentucky. Yes. A good thing. Yes. They love that. They don't care if you even lose them. Yes. They really don't. So I do feel like the rest of the way, if they still don't beat Duke at home yes. and, and Cameron's not a good Duke, well then, you know what? They still might make the NCAA yes. track. Because my other point, they got to fill out the field of 68. Well, here's the problem for Carolina, right? What this does and the fact they don't have a Q1, like you said, yeah. it's just the margin. I know, it makes it hard. It, it makes just, it hard. The margin for error goes It makes down. it hard. But I mean, are we sure they won't beat State at State? Or you know, of course yeah. they probably. I mean, they should. They, they should. beat them, beat the crap out of them here. Well, we'll see. We'll They'd see. They have at, to lose more than that. We'll see at what level. We'll see at what level Carolina's playing at that point in time too. Because again, Leaky Black after the game, it's February. It's Duke, and we're still talking about compete levels. That's the real like issue. That. And right? That's that's surprising. Because like, if you're gonna tell me right now that like, let's say Carolina gets blown out at Duke again, mm -hmm. and let's say they lose in the ACC tournament, which they probably will at some point, right? Yeah. So you're going to tell me if they won every other game and had nine losses, they're not getting in the tournament field? Now, I'm not saying that's super likely either, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, you're going to tell me at 10 losses they're not getting in? Yeah. Now, 11 or more, now we're talking about something. So that's why we're, we need to be talking about this. But at the same time, like, no, man, there, there's no way you can convince me that at 10 losses they're not getting in the field. Sorry. Well, close on this. <laughs> I do appreciate Mike Krzyzewski doing his best to not make his farewell season about him. I'm really, I really am. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to be as sincere as I possibly can. 
Because the whole thing has been about the farewell tour, right? That's been the whole thing. Well, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, what is it? You gotta get in here? We're trying to break this thing. Oh, all right. You know what? We'll wrap it up then. Sorry about that. All right, so we gotta go because we're getting kicked out. But the point is, I appreciate Mike Krzyzewski yeah. doing the best he can to act as though all these things don't mean a lot to him, including his grandson doing the thing there at the end. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the ACC Panic Room. We'll see y'all later in the week.